welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first time, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. If you missed out on the last episode, please go back and give it a listen. I share some tips about becoming a better version of yourself, so you definitely want to go check that out. Today, we're going to be talking all about what's best for you and the baby. So that is whether you are currently pregnant, you may have been pregnant in the past and you didn't know these things, or you're planning to become pregnant again. But before we hop into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our guest. Jasmine Moore is a public health scientist in the Division of Birth Defects and Infant Disorders of the National Center on Birth Defects and Developmental Disabilities Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They strive to advance the health and well-being of our nation's most vulnerable populations. This includes saving babies through birth defects prevention and research. So in this role, Jasmine leads and coordinates scientific efforts for the division, including planning and conducting research studies, coordinating scientific gatherings, and translating research findings into recommendations and communication materials. Prior to this role, Ms. Moore completed a Master of Science in Medical Parasitology at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine in September 2019. She also previously supported communication efforts for the CDC's 2016 Zika virus response and for the National Center on Birth Defects and Developmental Disabilities Division of Blood Disorders. Ms. Moore completed a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology at Spelman College and a Master of Public Health in International Health at Boston University School of Public Health. Without further ado, let's get right into this episode. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. I'm really excited to talk about birth effects and pregnancy. Awesome. So I just want to start off by having you talk about what are birth effects? Like, what does that mean? What does it look like? Sure. So birth effects are structural changes to the body that are present at birth. They can impact almost any part of the body, um, like the heart or the brain or the foot. Um, They can affect how the body looks, functions, or both. Okay, awesome. So how common are birth defects? They're pretty common. Um, In the U.S., every four and a half minutes, a baby is born with a birth defect. So that means that about 120,000 babies each year in the U.S. are born with a birth defect. Um, Heart defects are the most common type of defect, and that usually affects how blood flows through the heart and Mm -hmm. to the rest of the body. Um, They're also... Other common types of birth defects like spina bifida and encephaly, microcephaly, which are birth defects of the spine, brain, and skull, um, and cleft palate, which is another common one that's a defect of the soft tissues of the mouth. Okay, now, since the audience is primarily African-American, are there Mm -hmm. any birth defects that are more common um, in our community than there are in other communities? So it's hard to say with certainty. 
that there are any birth defects more common in the black community among all babies they're pretty common so one in 33 babies has a birth defect depending on the racial and ethnic group certain birth defects might be more or less likely to occur uh, for example compared to white mothers black mothers are more likely to have a baby with a certain type of heart defect um, but we don't know if that's because of social factors or genetic factors, environmental factors, we're still doing more research to try to figure out exactly why that is. Okay. Now, do we discover these birth defects during pregnancy or where are they first discovered in the process? Yeah, so it really depends on the type of birth defect. Um, typically, they are discovered during pregnancy. Um, healthcare providers typically offer a blood-based screening during the first trimester of pregnancy, and that'll look for genetic disorders. Um, and then during the second trimester, um, when the baby's a bit bigger, they'll visually examine the baby via ultrasound to see if there are any birth defects there. Um, in some cases, they're not discovered until after birth, um, and they're usually found within the first year of life. Um, but during those screenings, you know, many of the birth defects are identified, and if something concerning or abnormal comes up, then doctors will typically recommend additional testing to confirm the presence of a birth defect. Now, do you know about any of the emotional effects that birth defects have on the mothers? Is that something you talk about? Yeah, so certainly finding a birth defect um, can be very stressful on the mom, and it's really important to just have open conversations with the health care provider. Um, they can recommend support groups and things like that to get mom support that they need. And importantly, you know, finding the birth effects early um, are really helpful so that moms can have time to mentally prepare um, for what's to come. Okay. So what do you all know about ways to prevent birth defects? So we've talked about, you know, what it is. Um, what can some of these moms do to actually prevent them from happening? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we know that not all birth defects can be prevented. And we think that they're caused by a complex relationship among things in the environment, lifestyle factors, and genetics. Um, and some of these things are just out of women's control. Mm -hmm. um, but we do know that women can increase their chances of having a healthy pregnancy and healthy baby by managing their pre-existing conditions um, and adopting certain healthy behaviors before becoming pregnant. Okay, and when you talk about pre-existing conditions, can you give some examples? Because, you know, I don't know that everyone will actually know what that actually means. So if you can talk about what pre-existing conditions are and some examples, that would be awesome. Women who have uh, diabetes should work with their healthcare providers to manage um, that condition um, before getting pregnant. And also another one is um, being obese. So obesity is linked to certain birth defects um, and other uh, harmful effects during pregnancy. Um, so it's really important that when women are thinking about getting pregnant, um, they just talk with their doctor to manage any conditions that they might have. Um, HIV is another one that women might have, and they just want to talk to their doctors and make sure um, everybody's on the same page as far as medications and things like that before starting to get pregnant. Okay, so that relationship with their provider is very important. Yes, definitely. Uh, what are some things that they should do when planning for a pregnancy? Because they hear about this, right? And so they want to be proactive. They want to make right. sure that they are in the best health possible before actually conceiving. Yeah, so the first thing to do is just talk to your doctor or your other healthcare provider. Um, you'll talk about your health history, 
um, any family history of health conditions, current medical conditions, and medicines that you're currently taking. Um, another really important thing to do is start taking folic acid. Um, so that's a B vitamin, and women should try to start taking that at least one month before getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, so we recommend that women take 400 micrograms of folic acid each day. Um, in addition to consuming foods with folate in them, like leafy grains. Uh, so, you know, sometimes people don't take folic acid before they get pregnant. And if that doesn't happen, it's okay. They should take folic acid or prenatal vitamins as soon as they find out they're pregnant. Um, and folic acid is in most, if not all, prenatal vitamins. And it's also in a lot of multivitamins. So they can just look on the label and see if it's there. Um, and they're just looking for 400 micrograms of folic acid every day. Okay, now if they're currently taking a multivitamin and their vitamin doesn't have a 400 micrograms, do you recommend like supplementing that to make sure that they're getting that amount? Or would it? Yeah, definitely. If they're happy with the multivitamin that they're on and if their doctor is okay with it, then it's okay to just supplement that with folic acid, which can be purchased on its own. And it usually comes in a 400 microgram formulation. Okay. So do you have any top tips for a healthy pregnancy or do you sort of just recommend that they talk to their provider about that as well? Yeah, so definitely talk to your healthcare provider. That's one of my top tips. Um, just, you know, preparing for pregnancy. Um, the 400 micrograms of folic acid, I already mentioned that's another one. Um, they can get up to dates on all vaccines, including the flu shot, which is seasonal. So that's given every year. Um, trying to reach a healthy weight and maintain a healthy weight while pregnant is really important. And also um, don't drink alcohol or smoke while pregnant as well. Um, and CDC has a great campaign called Best for You, Best for Baby going on right now where people can find a lot of good information and good details about how to best have a healthy pregnancy. Okay, awesome. Um, now, after conceiving and becoming pregnant, um, you did mention that you know, they should talk to their provider. So we know that that's important, but um, any other nutritional things that they may need that you know of, I guess, other than, you know, like exercising and staying active? Yeah, so um, it's really important for everybody, pregnant or not, to um, have a healthy diet and exercise regularly. And it's just important to try to do that throughout pregnancy. I know it can be difficult sometimes. People are sick in the first trimester, have different food aversions, um, but it's really important to, yeah, just try and have a healthy balanced diet with, you know, protein and, and fiber um, and things of that nature and um, talking to your healthcare provider and making sure that you're getting all the proper nutrients is really the best way to ensure that you're getting everything you need to have a healthy pregnancy. Okay, awesome. Now, what about the family and friends that want to be supportive during the process, whether it's pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, or post-pregnancy? Like, how can they support them? Yeah, so my number one tip for families and friends um, would be to make sure that they're updated for their vaccines. Um, so anybody who's around a baby should be up to date on all their routine vaccines, um, like whooping cough, uh, and the flu vaccine. So, you know, babies receive their vaccines over time. Um, they can't get them all when they're very young. And so that means that they're particularly vulnerable to um, diseases in pregnant women as well. You know, pregnant women can be more susceptible to certain uh, infections and they can also have more severe infections. Um, so it's really important to just be healthy and um, 
make sure you have all your vaccinations when you're spending time around pregnant women and babies. Another thing that friends and family can do is make sure that they don't smoke around pregnant women, so not in their presence and not in their car uh, and not in the home, so you can avoid uh, secondhand smoke exposure. Um, and then the last thing would be, you know, make healthy eating and healthy activities fun. So invite, you know, a pregnant woman to to go on a hike or go on a walk or go dancing, you know, offer to cook a healthy meal or have a healthy family potluck, something like that, you know, healthy Sunday dinners, just anything that, you know, can encourage a healthy and active lifestyle for pregnant women is good for both them and, you know, their babies and it's good for everybody. Awesome. Now, I don't know that you would actually um, know or if you guys have had any experience with some moms that are anti-vaccines, because I know you mentioned earlier about the flu vaccination, but I know a lot of moms who are anti-vaccine, so they don't really get the flu shot. Okay, they become pregnant, and, you know, the doctors encourage flu shots and other vaccinations, but they're against it. What do you recommend for those moms? Or, I guess in another situation, they may actually be okay with receiving a vaccination, but their families may be anti-vaccinations. Yeah, so I think the best thing in that case would be just to talk to their healthcare providers. Um, that's where you can get the best advice as far as what vaccines you should and shouldn't have. Um, you know, doctor recommendations might vary case by case, um, and it'll likely depend on their personal health history as well as other risk factors. Yeah, I think just talk to your doctor. Um, if you have family members who are anti-vaccines, then you can get advice from your healthcare provider about what to do in those situations. Okay. Now, what are some questions that the moms can ask their healthcare provider while on this journey of birth defects prevention? Well, that could make for a really long list, um, but I think- <laughs> Well, maybe would... your top five. How about that? Okay, sure. <laughs> one thing to ask is- is what is the best way to keep any pre-existing health condition under control during pregnancy. Ask about any current prescription medications, over-the-counter medications, and herbal and dietary supplements as well. Um, so ask about those while trying to conceive and uh, throughout pregnancy. Um, ask about vaccines, what vaccines should I get um, before and during pregnancy, and ask about weight. You know, am I at a healthy weight? Um, if not, how can I reach a healthy weight uh, in a sustainable way? And I think it's really important to remember that there aren't any dumb questions. So don't be afraid to ask your healthcare provider whatever comes to mind. Um, it might be helpful to make a list of questions yes, to ask. Um, so. Yeah, yes, <laughs> all about making a list. Yeah, so you know you can come prepared to your appointments, um, and that way you make sure you don't forget anything. And it's totally fine as well to take notes during uh, your appointment, and so you can make sure that you don't forget anything. Okay, awesome. Those are some really good questions. Now, where can moms of babies with birth defects go for support? You know, they've tried to do everything they can to prevent it, but it still happens. And now, you know, they have this baby, and the baby has some birth defects. Because a lot of the times, you know, families don't really know how to advise right. in situations yeah. like this. And I mean, you can talk to your provider, but mm -hmm. it'll only get you so far. So I guess maybe, you know, the emotional support, physical support, all of that. Working yeah. Yeah. So um, support groups are a really good way to meet other people who are in similar situations, who have babies with similar birth defects. Um, and 
typically your healthcare provider can uh, suggest, you know, they, they know the local uh, support groups and where one can start when they're looking for um, emotional support and people who they can talk to. Um, there are also national and community-based organizations that focus on specific birth defects. Um, so a quick internet search, you know, you can find um, a group that focuses on your specific birth defects and they can also recommend uh, support groups and, you know, different care and things like that. Okay, awesome. So quick Google search and just talking to their provider. Mm-hmm. Now, where can both moms and supporters find more information about the campaign and what you guys are doing? So we have a lot of information on our website. Um, There's a ton of information on birth defects and healthy pregnancy. So people can go to cdc.gov slash ncb ddd slash birth defects so that's three d's <laughs> um, for more information um, we don't offer medical advice but you can call or email cdc at 1-800-cdc-info or uh, emailing at cdc.gov contact um, and have your questions answered by an expert all right that is so awesome thank you so much jasmine for taking out the time to chat Thanks with me for having me and i talk about this i really appreciate it it is just so important um even if you aren't thinking about pregnancy right now to just take care of yourself and remember Absolutely. that what you are doing is best for you um and also best for the baby and then if you have mm-hmm. children already you know just taking care of yourself i feel like you're able to take care of the kids more effectively you know you feel absolutely good, good um all of that yeah so i will link that uh, website in the show notes that way they can access it for more information and again thanks jasmine i really appreciate it All right. I hope this episode was helpful for you and you learn some things about birth defects that you did not know. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review if you're listening over on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on SoundCloud, drop us a comment. Let us know what you thought about it. Feel free to share with another mom who may be pregnant or planning to become pregnant. You can connect with me over on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood, like us on Facebook, Single Black Motherhood, and check out the website, singleblackmotherhood.com. Until next time, thank you guys so much for listening.